This is URN. What a way to bring up three figures. Alistair Cook has done it. A century in his first ever test match and now a century in his last. Well played. Hello and welcome to Sticky Wicket and Ashes Special. We have an extra half hour to celebrate the five test matches that will be going ahead down under in Australia. It is a packed show tonight. How many people have we got? We've got so many guests today. I'm joined by Toby, you know, always there. Um, who would you represent in the England squad who's always there? The Joe Root of Sticky Wickets, it's I'll take it, I'll take it, yeah. I'll be Jimmy Anderson, yeah, the miserable, older, grumpy. But we've got so many young <laughs> lads coming through the Sticky Wickets Academy. Exactly. Three blonde lads who are in the studio right now. It's like being in the Currens for Christmas. We've got Ben. How are you, Ben? I'm excited. It's great to be back in the studio. Good stuff, Ben. Now, Ben has been on before. Now, we've got two debutants to Sticky Wickets. We've got Archie Wood from the Holy Trinity and Fresh Out the Pits. How are you, Archie? Oh, excellent. Very, very excited to be on Sticky Wickets. It's good to have you. Um, you are aware you can move the mic up. You don't have to be so low. Well, I can Josh, hardly see you. Is jo- what's happened to Josh down there? Your chairs are, your chairs are broken. Rec- <laughs> um, you can't see it, listener, but <laughs> we don't have enough tall chairs, so it's sort of a Christmas chair sort of on the day. We don't have enough table space, so... Josh, who I was about to introduce as a debutant, is sort of down below the computer level. So we can't, I can't actually see him, but Josh, how are you today? I'm, I'm very well, very excited to be on doing a bit of a commentary from down under. <laughs> oh, that is lovely. <laughs> we will also have Harris later on in the show, as well as some games, some analysis, and a bit of predictions. Now, you might have seen our predictions on StickyWicket underscore URN. Some mixed reactions. Everyone's, uh, some people are a bit more positive than others. Toby, what are your predictions for this? We'll just go briefly into it, just then we'll go a bit more in depth. Yeah, yeah so I thought um, I thought Australia are going to win it. I think I think most people said they think Australia. We had a couple draws, maybe. I went for the Aussies to win 3-1. I think it could be 4-0, which I think you put down, but I think the Adelaide test is the only real hope England, I'd say, have to win a test. Perhaps, though, with another day-night, which we'll go on to later at the end, we might be able to get a couple, so who knows. I went Labuschagne, top scorer. I think he's just class. He... Mm. He probably played two, two and a half games, whatever it was in the last one, but three and a half. And he, it was, it was like he dominated that series. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think Smith, obviously, and Root, you'd hope, is going to score runs. Mm. If, if England have any chance, him and Stokes have to score 100 after 100 after 100. Uh, Robinson, most wickets. I think he's going to look dead. I think England could struggle to take wickets, so yeah. maybe one of the others, Aussies might take it, but I wanted to be a bit bit hopeful in there, so I think Robinson might might pinch a few. And then, magic moment, I went Malan scoring 100 again. Malan for another 100. He got one at the... 140, uh, wasn't it? 140 yeah. at Wacker, the Wacker, yeah, yeah and uh, last time out. He's batting three this time rather than five, so it'll be interesting to see if that changes at all. But, um, but the MCG, SCG have been a bit flat recently, so it could help him maybe. But no Wacker yet again, whereas the bouncy yes. pitches he loves could be an interesting one. We'll go to the debutants. Let's get your first answer out of the way. Get you off the mark. Get a cheeky single down the leg side, similar to sort of Jack Leach. Just parry it off your chest. What's your score predictions, Archie? All right. So <clears throat> I said um, uh, either three one or four four one. Um, same as Toby. I don't think we're going to have too much uh, success potentially in the day nighter, and then again um, <clears throat> we might we might manage to get a draw here or there if, if Root scores a double century and, and takes up <laughs> takes up a couple of days or whatever. Um, but I think Smith will be hard hard match to uh, to beat for a top run scorer. I think yeah, Labuschagne is a good shout, but uh, Smith was quality in both uh, the 2019 and then the the last one down under. So I think I I, I went for him. Also uh, another Aussie, Pat Cummins for top wicket taker. Yeah. Although I thought uh, Anderson might have a bit of a shout, seeing as it's possibly his last yeah. Ashes series. He might he might go out with a Ooh, bang. Last Ashes series. You don't see him. Carrying England. on next time, what would that be? Twenty twenty three. Oh, that is quite a whale. Yeah, he'll be yes. in his forty. Well into his forties. Tom Brady's then. doing it, and Tom Brady and Jimmy Anderson are both the goats of their retrospective sports. True. That Ooh, is that is undeniable. Love. In fact, well, it yeah. definitely his last Australian Ashes. Yes, in, yeah. I think that's fair to say. It's, it's probably Broad's last Aussies as well, because he'll be forty when next time it comes round. Yeah, and he's he's not as robust as Jimmy. No, he's not that robust. He's had a few more injuries, yeah. and he's also sort of not. As I don't think it'll be reliable in, in four years Perhaps, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy's come back after the injury and, and been absolutely a rock mm. uh, yeah, so, so my magic moment um, I thought this is quite I'll go a bit more ambitious um, a win at the Gabba which <laughs> I know that, this, wow. that, this is unbelievable <laughs> uh, the optimism from the youth is astounding with, on, uh, with, with Root scoring 100 uh, to, to win it for us so that's, that's what I think I, I'm relatively doubtful but I hope 
and my optimism sort of comes to fruition. This is almost Ashton Agar-esque. We can almost see Trent Bridge from here, but that level of optimism and youth it's, just coming yeah, through like the sport, even in a vain attempt, I'm not in vain attempt of winning something I don't think we will get a win at the Gabatoire mm. yeah it's very different the uh, optimism from yeah. the young yeah. freshers what, compared what to us in that generation yeah. uh, Josh what is your predictions top scorer top wicket taker what's going to be your magic moment well I think I think we're all in agreement that Australia probably are going to mm. win it um, unfortunately however I think a draw could be on the cards um, you know again as we said if a few hundreds get knocking around and, and I'm excited for this new England top order to take some form hopefully slide right into things doing well uh, just off the back of a test match or two over here um, and then Smith I think top scorer he just seems to pile them on when he plays against England he, uh, he has no <laughs> yes. problem doing it at all I'd love to see Root score some runs but obviously not in his own backyard so it could be a little bit more difficult for him um, and then Robinson as, as Toby said I think could could be up there with the wickets uh, I heard someone compare him to uh, Hazelwood in his action very yeah. similar. and we all know the capabilities of Hazelwood at the moment um, so I think Robinson really could be in with a shout um, and then I'm a massive fan of Stokes I think he's done some well he, he, we all know he's done some magical things yeah. um, so I think he will just have he'll have some sort of magic moment I think a sort of comeback series in a way after a bit of time away a bit of refreshing um, he'll be brilliant I'm sure and now Ben finishes off I'm going to say you're quite Stuart Broad-like actually Very, a young Stuart Broad Stuart Broad-like yeah just, I, I think that's the right way to describe you what is your prediction for this series <clears throat> my prediction is that Australia will win 3-1 my top run scorer will be Steve Smith oh, um, no. as I just <laughs> said he, he dominates against England and um, in the um, in the India series earlier this year he got 250s and 100 he's in top nickel this year uh, my top wicket taker I'm going to go for something a little bit different Josh Hazelwood he, uh, he bowled well against India in, uh, in January and uh, my magic moment um, will be in the game that England will win Ooh. and that's because there could potentially be a day night game at the MCG to replace the, um, the Perth uh, game because Perth in Australia have stricter COVID rules at the moment so there could be two games at the MCG and I think the day night conditions will better suit the English bowlers so my magic moment is Australia out for less than 100 in that game Ooh. oh I like that that did happen at the MCG 98 uh, well that would have been yeah. 98 Jimmy Anderson bowled magnificently mm -hmm. that day one of England's greatest days in test cricket now I think we've all agreed Australia are going to win and the Ashes are going to remain down under this this is URN Hello and welcome back to an extra long Sticky Wicket. Now we're joined by Harris. Harris, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Nice oh, to be here. Good to hear from you again. Um, we're going to talk about England's preparation or their lack of. Toby, as ever, is the stat man. How has today gone for England's... I believe this is their first proper full squad. Everyone's out of isolation. First day of Test Cricket. Um, it's not looking great for the, for the main England side. England Lions are looking alright. 2-2-6 <laughs> oh uh, for 4 they got against uh, against the, the main England team who bowled first. Uh, wickets from England's probably probably three best bowlers, I'd say. Ben Stokes, Joe Roo and, uh, and Liam Norwell, who <laughs> I actually hadn't even heard of before, before, that, before I read his name there. A uh, few runs were over. Zach Crawley, 45, topping the runs. Lots of not-outs as well. Alex Lee's retired not-out. Um, Pope got 27. Uh, which is okay I guess before Root got him yeah. um, caught Leach so I assume possibly driving in the covers yeah, or like sorry, yeah. mid on mid off or, yeah. or fine leg or something maybe sweeping uh, and then Bracey not out Tom Abel not out as well and then Folks and Mark Woods left at the end uh, to bat again tomorrow I assume yeah it, it does, it's grim reading but mm. we'll say this England have definitely played more test matches than Australia how do you think last summer will impact England Ben because Obviously, the first time in a long time, since the 80s, 86, I want to say, that England didn't win a Test Series at home. Obviously, had quite a good World Cup, not as good as we'd like, but how do you think going into the, uh, this series with a lot of Test match experience under our belts, how do you think that will help us against Australia, who, let's face it, haven't had a lot of Test match experience? Well, I think with the last summer, it was disappointing to not have beaten um, India in the home series. Um, I mean, it was a shame that the, I think it was the fourth and final game got cancelled mm. due to... Um, Covid issues, but um, yeah, we had a decent World Cup. Obviously, it would have been nice to have won rather than Australia yes. going in, yes. being more cockier than ever <laughs> going into this Ashes <laughs> series. But um, yeah, it's just everything sort of leading up into this series. It just doesn't seem great. Like at the moment, mm. 
you know, I mean, the context behind this, this whole Ashes series, like the, obviously the T20 World Cup players only coming out of isolation on Tuesday, with these players being stuck in hotels, only allowed out two hours a day. Mm. And those T20 players make up pretty much half of our team. Concerns over this new variant, obviously the bad weather. So a lot of the like the warm up games were, um, like a lot of the yeah. days were called off. Yeah, La Nina, I believe it's called the sort of astrological. Yeah, big word. Uh, yeah, did you do geography GCSE? I did. I did. Thank you. Thank you. I did quite well in that. Yeah, I got a seven. Yeah, thanks, Mum, for helping out. Um, it's a mad amount of weather that's been pouring down, stopping England from practicing. Now, obviously, England love having seemingly endless warm-up games when we go to Australia, playing the Prime Minister's eleven and Hobart and the Australian A team. We haven't done that this time, and obviously, we've got an awful record in Australia and an awful record at the Gabba. Josh, do you think maybe this, I know it's gonna sound stupid, but maybe less preparation might benefit England. We're less tired out, we're more of a fresh team. I know we've just come out of isolation, we're ready to fight and hopefully get a win at the Gabba or even a draw. What do you think this lack of warm-up games will do for England, positive or negative? I think it's a bit of both, swings and roundabouts really. Um, I was listening to Jimmy Anderson earlier actually on the on the test that's being released tomorrow there was a little clip of him saying that he thinks England shouldn't take it too seriously when they've done best in Australia mm. particularly going back to that 2010 series um, it was when they didn't take it too seriously they went and really enjoyed themselves so in some ways maybe having a, this this first test almost feel like a warm-up game could benefit them not having done too much warming up themselves maybe they're just kind of still eating into things mm. so I think as a double-edged sword there obviously they could struggle a little bit with with the lack of of preparation, lack of getting used to the the conditions, the bounce, and and so on. Um, but I, I just I think it probably won't make too much of a difference. Mm. Um, and if anything, it could make the selection of the team a little bit harder, yeah. particularly as as we've heard uh, the Lions played better than, than yeah. the actual first team. Yeah, and we'll get on to our England eleven uh, next. Um, Harris, England, a little bit mown down by injuries. No Archer. A Ben Stokes who've just come back from um, a period of time off cricket. Do you think no Archer is going to be a big miss, or do you think maybe we focus too much on fast bowlers hitting the deck for England in Australia? Um, it'll definitely be a miss. I feel like uh, it'll definitely be a miss. Um, but at the same time, I do think we have some decent bowlers. Um, I actually think our problem is batting uh, mm. most of the time. Um, so I think Robinson is a good threat. Um, I'm sure we can utilise him as well as uh, Jimmy Anderson, hopefully. Um, I do kind of hope that we get a bit of a stroke of luck and a bit of a change in the team. At least I would prefer. So <laughs> I would have preferred Saqib Mahmood in there. Yeah. I feel like he would be amazing in Australia. And he's played on different surfaces uh, um, at different leagues. So I feel like he has a lot of experience that he could offer, as well as Matt Parkinson. I would have put him in as well. So it's a bit of Lancashire bias there as well. <laughs> I've seen him quite a bit. But I would have included them. So maybe like we've got a lot of injuries going on at the moment. So if something did happen and we could get someone in, sometimes that does change the ashes quite a bit. We saw it with um, in 2005 as well when Glenn McGraw was injured and someone else had to come in. That had a big impact on, on Australia. Um, maybe it could go the other way where it could have a positive impact as well. I'm not saying I want someone to get injured, but something mm. could happen with the COVID issue and anything else. So um, I think it's OK. I think we, we've got good bowlers. Um, but Archer is definitely miss. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good point. And obviously loving the Lancashire bias. Uh, we're always up for a bit of bias on this show. Archie, out of 10, how are you going to rank England's pre-Ashes setup? Well, um, I think you have to take it back all the way to the summer where we played, uh, or there was, um, some sort of first-class games in May or whatever. Then there was a complete break. We had the 100, we had the Blast, we had the um, ODI, we had the Test Series. And then there were a couple right in the end in, um, around September, which I don't think many of the England players actually played. It could have been people who were, who were on the periphery. Mm. Um, and then other than that, we've had no sort of Red Bull experience. And seeing as we didn't uh, bring our best to the summer um, against <laughs> India or New Zealand, in fact. No. Um, and then we've just, some, some players have had to click on to the uh, White Ball 2020 scene. Um, it's 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 not it's not in the best place, especially as we go into the Gabba first. And we always uh, we never turn up for the Gabba. It's always a for if we bat first, we always get fold out very cheaply, and then either have to salvage it or we end up losing the game. Um, so yeah, so I I probably rate it um, mid mid middle of the road, five five out of ten. One positive I will bring up is Australia have had an awful awful pre season. No games since January in Test cricket. Toby, 
the Gabatois was the last sort of major fall for Australian cricket. The first time a team has won there in 34 years. Do you think that sort of brings down the mystique of Australia? It's no longer a fortress. It's dare I say it? You can win at the Gabba. It's. I think yeah, quite possibly. I think the one the one thing we do have to remember is obviously Payne wanted to take the Indians there, and he won't be there. While yeah. we're playing at the Gabba. Yeah, because obviously the Ashes will be going ahead whether Tim Payne... Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, South Ass. Yeah. I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see. I think it really does... It will help the England players, probably more mentally than anything else, mm. just knowing that, yeah, they can beat Australia um, on their day, basically. And they've obviously won um, won a couple games over here uh, in the last Ashes. And their squads have changed hugely, particularly since the last mm. Ashes in Australia. Roots... Jimmy, Brody, Bearstow, I want to say are probably the only players. Uh, Stoke has had come back, I guess, yeah. but he had a, basically a three-year break yeah. after it. Yeah. Because um, even Stokes wasn't even playing there last time, no, I will forget. Yeah. Well, the best club, nightclub, best nightclub in the world, and Borough yeah. shout out there. Exactly. But yeah, obviously quite a weird England side, but mm-hmm. obviously come back with a 4 0 and then a 5 0 in 2013-14, yeah. which was one of the low points of English cricket, and we, you could argue we're in a real low point at the moment. But on the pitch, we're not quite at that low point again. Um, no Tim Payne, we, we've made joke of it, and there's going to be a lot of these jokes mm-hmm. tonight, people. Um, Archie, Pat Cummins, first time an Australian bowler has been a captain in over 60 years, I believe the stat is. How do you think that's going to impact Australia? And brand new captain. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a bold choice there, but I think um, it's almost like it, it, there's no other option because <laughs> that they don't. I feel like they're very wary to get Smith back into the frame because um, obviously he's served his ban and and all of that, and and they're all he's all happy now. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they feel like oh, we'll just Payne's done his job now. We'll whack Smith back in. So they put Cummins in there and. And yeah, there is always history with English, um, with bowlers as captains. They don't always sort of get on very well. So I think it might play on his mind a bit more. Um, and and but having Smith there as vice captain is very useful because you're not going to see Cummins in the slips, are you? You're gonna no. you're gonna have him at mid off, mid on talking to the bowlers as he's sort of the bowling captain, the bowling unit captain. Uh, so so it'll be it'll be interesting one to see how it impacts his his mindset and, and Australia's makeup really. What I've heard is he's a tremendous bloke. I've heard Glenn McGrath say that, and Glenn McGrath is usually bang on unless it's, he always goes 5 0 does Pigeon. He always says 5 0. He said that as well this year, which I think he could be right this year. Harris, <laughs> do you think Pat Cummins could be a good captain for Australia? Or do you think England can maybe target him as a bowler, being a bit more aggressive with their runs? Or do you think maybe this could be the next future for Australian cricket? It could go either way, to be honest. Um yeah, captains and bowlers, are, they don't really go well. I remember when Wakar Yunus and Wasim Akram were captains, so I watched a lot of them guys. Mm. The issue with them was it was personalities getting in the way. So that would lead to you know issues with their captaincy. So they would make choices based off of personal um, opinions and stuff. And back then it was a bit different, like you could kind of get away with that. Whereas now, Australia have like a big think tank who are going to help him out. So Steve Smith, David Warner, they're all going to chip in regardless. It's not going to just be Pat Cummins making the decisions. So I don't think it's going to be solely down to him. But what we could do is utilise that as his first time uh, being captain and sort of try and sort of counteract him, mm. uh, counterattack him, um, so that we can tr- sort of put him under a bit of pressure. Maybe that will affect him. And we'll see that on the field, I think. I think fast bowlers are quite expressive. So if we see that, potentially it could be like a it could be like a story within the Ashes itself where, you know, someone's targeted him. Like it could be Ben Stokes, it could be Josh Butler. Um, they could go after him and then that could potentially cause, some, you know, something going on where he kind of loses his head a bit. Or, But I've not really seen that from Pat Cummins before. So it'll be quite interesting. I think definitely we can try using it. Josh, um, obviously a big part of Test cricket nowadays is the review system. Stuart Broad, Shane Watson, these famous legends of Ashes failing uh, reviews. Do you think Pat Cummins might need that think tank, especially in sort of review situations? Because being captain and a bowler, he could easily just (laughs) use all his reviews up quite quickly. How difficult is it going to be for him to keep his head in all throughout the test as well as being an emotional fast bowler because all all of us fast bowlers I say us I pretend I'm a fast bowler we're all quite emotional we all get a bit too into it and especially in Ashes cricket he could easily lose his head and 
dare I say it, go Mitchell Johnson-esque with all the responsibility on his shoulders. How difficult is it going to be for him to keep a cool head? Well, I definitely hope he doesn't end up like Mitchell Johnson. That'd be a, a real shame. I but, meant um, 2010-11 Johnson. Yeah. The prime Johnson. Kevin Peterson, Mitchell Johnson <laughs> argument sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I think Pat Cummins is a pretty level-headed guy. I think he's quite intelligent. He's not going to muck around. Um, and it, as Harris said, he's got that those players around him. He obviously doesn't want to stand in the slip, cordon, and, and be vulnerable to breaking fingers and so on. Um, so he's probably going to ha- have to rely or even just give it over to other people to make the decisions on on reviews a little bit more um, and obviously him being a boy himself he has that onus he knows you know when to take a review for himself or or so and so I think he'll probably he'll do alright on, on, on that front and let's not forget he is pro- probably the best test bowler in the world at the moment mm, he is, yeah. um, so I think no matter you know, how much stress or pressure can build up inside your head he'll probably still be still be pretty good um, but I definitely wouldn't mind a little mistake from him or two I'm, I'm sure it can't be worse than Tim Payne though Ooh, I think he'd, uh, he'd probably be a bit better with some oh. of the Ashes reviews Ben it's going to be Cummins versus Root at one stage this tournament uh, this tournament this series sorry it's going to be captain versus captain something we rarely get in cricket at all really how important is it going to be for either captain to get the edge on either because just say Root scores 100 and Cummins is hit around the park he's got that mental battle and it, it has to be done quickly how important do you think this captain versus captain dynamic is going to be in the build up the Aussie media is already going for it do you think Root will be able to sort of deal with it or do you think Cummins will deal with it better what do you think is going to happen with this whole build up for both captains well yeah because as, as well as them being the captains they're also the best player yeah uh, uh, maybe they could be their clubs um, or their national team's best players mm. so um, when you see those names on the team sheet you know you um you want to get them out you want to you want to do well uh, against them mm. so um wait, what was the question again sorry I was just going to say like how do you think Payne uh, Payne no sorry Cummins sorry they just keep changing so quickly the Aussie captains how do you think Cummins and Root is going to be in this build up do you think it's going to be a big thing or do you think it will sort of fizzle away well, I think because they're both they're both nice guys. I don't think yeah. it's going to be too heated between them. Well, I think, um, obviously, with, I mean, they're both very level-headed people. Mm. I think, um, I mean, with Pat Cummins just coming in as captain, I mean, I'm sort of wondering whether Pat Cummins will even have too much of a role as captain because I think definitely when he's bowling, he will be Pat Cummins the bowler and Steve Smith will be the one the being the captain. Too. I'm sort of wondering whether this whole thing is Steve Smith as vice captain is almost just <laughs> a label and that being just it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think it could. Yeah. It's almost a puppet state for, yeah. for Smith to be captain. Oh dear, Toby. We're going to talk about the grounds. Obviously, COVID has to drag its ugly head up. What's going on at the Wacker, or is what's not going on at the Wacker? Should be the better question. Well, it's not the Wacker. It's part of the stadium, isn't it? Oh, I assume. I, come on, we need to stop this. It's that. It's still the Wacker. It's, no, it's, it's a different Perth. No, it's, it? it's a Perth, but it's a completely different stadium. But in my mind, it's okay, the Wacker. Okay, fair, fair. Oh, Toby. Oh, yes, it's still Western Australia. Yeah, it's Cricket still, it's still Association, yeah. Come on, Toby. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. What, what's going on there, though? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. They've obviously got really strict um, COVID laws over there. Uh, sort of entering the state, you have to have a two-week quarantine because um, they basically have no cases because no one lives in Western Australia, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Perth is like 80,000 people or something like that, I want to say. Um, so they've obviously that's the biggest city by far and then basically no one else around for miles um, so I think it looks very unlikely that there will be a game there it's whether it is the MCG day night which has been suggested or I know Hobart and um, has been suggested had a few tests um, over the past past decade or so but compared to the other five main stadiums very few um, so I think the MCG day night would be a very interesting one to see final game in the series it might be interesting yes Archie well um, we were we were actually chatting before and we thought that, that yeah there were two um, sort of uh, potential opportunities and we thought that Hobart wouldn't actually be a bad sort of place to, to bring bring in another stadium another city another place that mm. Australia can play tests at because it's always been uh, the five that you get every series and and in England I think they, they quite like to uh, well, there's always a mixer isn't it it's like a it is in Trent Bridge Durham uh, Leeds. They've even had it outside, at Cardiff before, didn't yeah, they? In yeah, 2009, yeah. and so so. But in Australia, it's always the main three uh, three main: Sydney, uh, Melbourne, and then the Gather, and then you have Adelaide and Perth, and then that's it. And for the last 
however many series it's never been there so I thought maybe if if they were thinking oh how can we sort of um, ad- ad- adapt this uh, the Ashes um, sort of brand in Australia perhaps playing at Hobart would be would be not a bad decision now Hobart is quite cold it's it's quite English, if anything. And Jimmy Anderson, might Jimmy Anderson, a little bit, you little can bit see him turning, yeah. uh, moving the ball a bit. Now, either a day nighter with a pink ball or Hobart could mean better chances for England. We'd have to take our chances and just say we did win in Adelaide. That's the day nighter, isn't it, Toby? Uh, Adelaide, yes, yes. Adelaide yes, is yeah. the day nighter, <laughs> as well as another game at either Hobart or another day nighter at Adelaide. Oh, MCG, MCG. One, yeah. Sorry, um, there's a chance England could get two wins. Does anyone think that can happen? Anyone? Yeah, yeah I don't see why not. Really. <laughs> Harris, I can't see your reaction due to um. we've got a sort of seat problem again. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think these extra games could be a good thing for England? Possibly, yeah. I think they can definitely win one of them. Um, whether or not both, I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we've got better chances if we do. Well, I'm sort of glad Perth is out of the equation. I'm not glad Tim Payne is out of the equation. I thought he was someone England could maybe target. One less batsman. On campus. And online. 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 This is URN. We're going to talk about our England sides. Now, a lot of debate going into this. Who's going to be the openers? Who's going to be the middle order? England's batting, as Harris has mentioned, is probably our weak spot. Where do we go with openers? Um, floor's open. Who wants to suggest an opening partnership for England? I'll go burn some Eads. I think it's what happened over the summer. I assume it's what they'll continue with. Crawley's, I guess, the other option. And I wouldn't mind Crawley, but I think it's harsh to drop Hamid, is what I would say is the one thing. Hamid, obviously, Nottinghamshire player, so we hope he gets in there. A lot of criticism for Hamid is his, act- his sort of swing and everything's yeah. just a bit slow on a low fast hands straight, as well. low hands, Australian. Mm. Archie, do you think that could he could have quite a difficult summer then or winter? Sorry. Well, yeah, no. I hope he gets into it uh, with a with a with a good score or pot- potentially a good partnership with Burns because I think over the summer they did in the in the um, three games that they played or four games they they did have um, a lot of good good partnerships, a couple of hundred partnerships, and so if he gets off to a good start in the first test, the the confidence they will give him will be massive, mm. um, and if uh, and as, as well if if Burns is getting runs. Um, together they can they can actually form a decent sort of rock at the top of the top of the top of the order. So I don't see I don't see anyone other than Burns and Hamid. When England have won down under, it was with Strauss and Cook in our lifetime. Oh God, you guys are so young, you probably don't remember that, do you? Oh, Toby, I feel old. I feel really old. Yeah, Strauss and Cook, basically, Josh. Well, what they did is they scored lots of runs. No, just kidding. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, they scored lots of runs. And um, sorry, I shouldn't pick on you. Um, <laughs> they we needed a strong opening partnership. And, but if that doesn't go well, we need a trot-esque figure at number three. Who have we got at number three? I'm going to go to Harris. Who who do you think? Or do you want to delay this one? Because you're the, you... yeah, I was thinking Crawley at number three. Okay, because, uh, as like a counter-attacking mm. option. Um, because I just don't see a batting good enough. You know, I I wouldn't want to put Bairstow there. I don't know who else. Milan maybe. Yeah. Milan is a potential option, I guess. Yeah, I'd probably put Milan actually if you're looking at someone who's a bit like Jonathan Trott. Um, yeah, that's what I'd go with. Milan or Crawley, any others? Any I, I, others? I think you've got to stick with Milan, really. Um, I know he hasn't come off the best form in, in, in the white ball format. Um, no offence, Ben, I'd like to see Crawley outside for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't stand him swinging, swinging at something a metre outside off stump. Yeah. Um, it just winds me up, really. If you get out to a good ball, fair enough. If you mm. get yourself out, just, there's nothing worse, really. Um, <laughs> and I think you've got to let his bat do the talking. Obviously, if he has two or three bad tests on the trot, then maybe he does probably come into it. Does someone else move up the order? Um, I, th- I think that's probably where we've got to go with, but probably stick with our team that we've tried and tested at, at the moment. Toby, you've grabbed the I'll mic. Grab the mic. Grab the Viciously, mic. yeah. Viciously. Remember, he's a fresher. <laughs> <laughs> I will say as well, um, we mentioned earlier, but Malan has 100 already as well in Australia. Mm. One of the few players too I mean Stokes obviously scored one but almost a decade ago um, Roots I don't know if Root does I don't actually think he, has sco- he, hasn't, he didn't score one in 2019 no. did he? didn't score one I think he's got one I Is can't remember when it was. It was that I assume the 13 14 because he. No, but he got dropped in the f- for the fifth test. He maybe first one, I don't know. Um, right. Otherwise, I ju- we'll, we'll, no, we'll find I this don't out. Think, yeah, could, we're going to need a stato. Ben, do you mind being a stato for us? Has Joe Root got 100 yeah. in Australia? Because I don't think he got one in 2019. No, no, he definitely 
I don't think he did. I don't know. And I don't he it doesn't ring a bell. It doesn't ring a bell. He only had 400s, I think. And, and most of them were in 2015. Malan, and Cook 200 as well. Oh, okay. So England players with 100s, yeah. And Roots last Ashes 100s, probably, in 2015. Yes, he got a couple. He got, he, yeah, got one at Trent Bridge. I was there for his one against at Cardiff. Yeah. He was fantastic that day. Mm-hmm. Brad had him dropped in for none. Beautiful. And obviously 2013, he got 180 at Lords. Yes. So he does have some pedigree against yeah. Australia, but not a lot of recent form. No. Can I yeah, say... So, oh, oh, go on, yeah. go on. Joe Root is yet to score a century in uh, in Australia yes. in a test. His highest oh. score is 90 not out, which was in August 2013. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you. See, this is what it's nice having nice yeah. stats just there, wet, ready. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's like we've done preparation, Toby, except yes. someone else has done it for us. It's tactics. Isn't this it? didn't what happen last year, Ben, so thank <laughs> it's you. It's what really the, the game. It's what the freshers are for, mate. Yeah, the URN <laughs> Sticky Wickets Academy is really showing itself. Um, number four, who's everyone got? Rude. <laughs> Root, yeah. yeah, I don't think that really needs any explanation. Num- number five? Number Same five. Again. Ben oh, Stokes, probably. Playing as a batsman. Well, he's always bad five for England while mm. Pope's been in the side or I mean best I guess you've could five Stokes six but. no I think you stick with Stokes especially if he's confident with his batting I, I know some people have said oh his finger's still a bit dodgy so mm. if he's sort of 80% don't put him at five but if if he's alright if he's come back and, mm. and all of that I think I think he should he should go at five because he, he is another um, almost escape if, if the top three don't get any runs and Root needs someone to stick with Stokes will stay there as well because we saw um, back in 2019 he could he could bat forever oh. um, could, two or fifty or whatever it was mm. overnight um, yeah. overnight exactly so so he's he's he, I think he's nailed on at five I'm going to interject a potentially oh. controversial oh, okay. oh no here we go I will not play Stokes in that first test at the oh. Gabba Ooh. he's a pivotal player but he just he just has not played enough um, I mean he definitely hasn't played enough to be a fourth seam bowler. If I had to choose him, I would have him as a batsman, but I feel like he needs that extra preparation just to get back into it. Because, yeah, I just feel like don't he, yeah, he hasn't in. played for England in a, in a while, so I think he needs that extra preparation. I, I don't see England winning a game without Ben Stokes. Yeah. Because, well, we saw four years ago, we didn't Nothing. win a game. In fairness, we didn't win a game with Ben Stokes in 2013-14. I mean, that he was... He's a different Young man. At the time. Yeah. He still, but they was. I think he's. He okay. tried his best. At the he tried his best. He got a hundred, yeah. and he was sensational. But I do get both arguments there. Yeah. Even if Stokes doesn't perform well in a game, having a senior figure, mm. someone who you have seen literally tear up Test matches mm. from from losable positions in that side, I think you look up to him, and you're like, right, right we, we can we can win mm. something here. One of England's best fielders as yeah. well. Exactly. I, I, I think, think it can't be forgotten. And a fifty percent, fifty percent probably fit Ben Stokes is arguably better than most of the rest of the team. Mm. Um, but the, the versatility he has as well. Well, I just think that Stokes is the sort of player who. Yeah. will always push himself put his body on the line mm. and I think that Too far. having a player who is quite blasé in his personality and is willing to do that mm. when he's not completely ready is potentially could potentially lead us to losing one of our best players you know we're having, we're having one game out of four how, like, you know. how, is, how is one of our freshers more mature than the England selectors this but is, 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 ben, is we're going to write to the ECB and see if we can get you on the board okay? because that is a really good point I'd appreciate that we can't James Taylor, we can't yeah. risk him. I, I understand that, but is his finger gonna recover even more in one week? Uh, but it, and if and if he plays in the uh, the second test, he's gonna sort of have to prepare three or four days before. So I I, I understand the argument. Yeah, we don't want to because he's a he's a pivotal player. He's and he's pretty fragile at the moment. We don't want to sort of bust, <laughs> bust him anymore. But yeah. if he's if he says he's ready, I think there's no harm in playing him. And I just hope I hope this isn't a case because we've got the day nine tour as as test as a second test but I always feel like if we lose at the Gabba it's going to be a 5-0 whitewash because they're just going to continue to mm. to roll us each yeah. game um, and the last obviously the last time we won in Australia we drew the first test mm. um, and then that gave us confidence into the second and third and and, and we won the series so that, that's that's all I Yeah it's true that's why if I had to play him I'd play him as a batsman and I wouldn't bowl him Bowl no. at all? Uh, maybe Maybe for two or three maybe overs, ten, maybe at the end of the overs, day, for something. Know, just, just definitely not twenty not, overs. But once he's got the ball in his hand, he does not like to let go of it. I think there was a few occasions two summers ago where they were, the physio was going, "How many is uh, Ben Stokes bowled at the moment?" Oh, and they went, "He's on his 14th It's like <laughs> you're meant to stop at eight. <laughs> so he's one of those where 
if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to keep on bowling, bowling, bowling. And like you said, he is so tenacious. He's like a dog with a bone. He wants to get that wicket. And I think in Australia, he could keep ploughing and ploughing and ploughing yeah. and not get that wicket. But I also get Archie's argument is, what's a week going to do? He's in the squad, so he must be good enough, if that makes sense. It's a really complex sort of problem. Harris, what do you think, mate? Would you play Ben Stokes? I think you have to. Mm. Um, we don't have another, we don't have a lot of options otherwise. Um, and like um, like you guys said before, if we lose the first test, I do feel like it's gonna give momentum to Australia, um, especially with a new captain. It mm. might galvanise them actually uh, with Tim Payne gone. Um, so I would definitely play him and take that risk. Uh, you, if you could call it a risk because if you don't play him and then you lose it's kind of like why didn't you just play him mm. um, so I'd definitely put him in at number five I think there's another side to it as well if you if you don't play Stokes you're now a, a seam bowler down or do you drop drop another batter and chuck a, another bowler like mm. Ollie Stone in there for instance and then you're all of a sudden risking the, the genuinely fragile bodies of Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad <laughs> yeah. and we don't want the repeat of 2019 where Anderson bowls oh. four overs and then that's it was bleak, for the rest wasn't it? Of the series, I yeah. think. Unless it's spinning on day one and you get Leach in to, to really make, make a difference. <laughs> Leach from one um, end for 90 overs. <laughs> pretty much. Root, root can bowl. Root can bowl, maybe. So, he, you know, he took a wicket in the warm-up. He took a wicket in the warm-up. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's a very good point, Tobes. Um, number six. Who's everyone got at number six? This is an interesting one because it's, it's sort of your fifth batsman if you're going to play Stokes at number five. Um, so... There's, I think there's two. You either yeah. pick Bairstow or, or Pope. I think we all we all agree with that. Unless, unless there's there's another wild card you're going to bring so, into the frame. There's, there's a trio. I, I think. Oh, is there oh, another one? So, so another one. There's possibly um, between six and seven. You Butler, Pope, and, and Bairstow. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, they're interchangeable. I think personally, I actually I'm not sure if I'd play Butler. Mm, I mean, okay. coming off the form in white ball cricket, tremendous. However, I haven't seen him hit anything more than twelve with a <laughs> in, in <laughs> red ball, racket, yeah. um, for ages. And then maybe you put Bairstow in at seven with the gloves and give Pope number six spot. And I mean, I'm sure Pope will be good for England in the years to come. So mm. it could be a, a long term move there. And then that also maybe point towards Morgan stepping down and saying, right, Butler, in you oh, go. Right, white ball yeah. is yours. Oh, no, I can't live in a world <laughs> without Morgan. Yeah. I feel like, to draw a football analogy, Ollie Pope is like Marcus Rashford. I feel like he's been in and around the sort of really good tier, but he's just never been able to, I don't know, Quite make his... Convert, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he sparkled a couple of times and then that's it. Yeah. Really. It's a drop I, I was going to briefly compare him to Delhi Ali, but that is too hard. <laughs> that is <laughs> really hard. Uh, Delhi's fallen way too hard. Delhi has fallen I would say the one thing with Pope is his two sort of two or three big scores have been on sort of flatter, perhaps like bouncier tracks. The overly got 80 in the summer. Yeah. Um, got his 100 in South Africa, which arguably the most similar conditions you'll find to mm. Australia. Mm. Um, he scored sort of runs arguably more on the sort of the Australian-esque pitches he's played on and averages about 100 at the Oval, which is, yes, which is incredible to think Australian about English in, in, this yeah. in this country. So we're going to need one answer because we're going to make a list at the end before we play our next song. Who have we got at number six and is Ben Stokes playing? I'm going to go around to all of you. Toby, is Ben Stokes playing and who's your number six? Yes, he's playing and Pope at six. Archie? Yes, and Pope again. Harris? Uh, same. Same. I think we're all in agreement here. But are we? Ben, <laughs> casting. Go on. Stokes not playing. Best 06. Oh. He's your five then. He's your five. Oh. <laughs> Ben's not thought that far. He's going to play. <laughs> Pope at five. Pope at five, I assume. Or. Well, best best five, Pope six. You get Chuck James Bracey in there for a little bit of a, bit of a joke. <laughs> I mean, when I was writing this down on my phone in a rush before I had to leave, I wrote down Butler, but then um, I was then thinking, yeah, he doesn't score more than 12, does he? So I've changed my mind. But, um, so number seven. We're gonna, we'll go yeah. with the majority, I'm afraid, Ben. I am sorry. But I do like your very shame. mature argument. Something Sticky Wickets is rarely Thank is you, mature. Don. Particularly with me here, yeah. Particularly with me and Toby on the playlist and the bands we're having about Tim Payne. Um... Number seven, who have we got? Butler well, for me, I'd say. You're, Butler. Keep, you're keeping with Butler. I, I think there's as well, there's very, like, I can't see the England selectors dropping him for the first test. Maybe during the test if he does literally score nothing throughout, um, but I, I think he will at least start. And I, I think he probably will score runs, I think. The white ball form, obviously, it's a completely different game, but just actually score, he's the only batsman to have scored runs since August for England. Um, in any sort of international cricket, any sort of solid standard of cricket. That's a fair so point, yeah. he got a hundred there. 
he's done alright I would, I would go with Butler for me number 7 anyone else got any different answers Harris Josh um, Ben what's happened to Ben Fox like why doesn't he get a book? Ooh, I don't understand he's, he's in Australia he's in the Lions squad he's, yeah. so he's available he's available the problem with Folks is he doesn't get runs but you could argue the, the runs Rubs. he saves mm-hmm. and off, especially spin bowling but then that brings into the next question: Is Leach? Yeah, I was going to say I reckon Ben Folks is our best wicket keeper, yeah, but, yeah. but he's just not good enough with the bat. And I think an Australian services against Pat Cummins, the world's number one bowler, could get pretty pretty bad. Interestingly, I will say, oh, here uh, well, Gilchrist obviously probably the best wicketkeeper batsman ever. Since him, Tim Payne is their next highest average. Him and Haddon <laughs> in the thirties, who are. <laughs> Arguably, you'd say Gloveman rather than Batsman, maybe. I don't know. It might be that batting at number seven is such a hard time to score lots of runs. Mm. But then maybe it's a suggestion that actually having the better Gloveman is more useful in Australia. But Yeah, you that's might be right. Debate. But I come back to what you said as they won't drop Butler. I, I, I do agree with that. But I would actually play Bairstow instead. Mm. Yes. Um, but Butler does play a, an absolute pivotal role in the. Uh, DRS, which now is, is a major part of the game because mm, of the whole yes. technology, and, and it can it can win you a game and it can lose you a game. And so his uh, composure by the behind the stumps is um, is is much better than Bears's. I think Bears is a bit of a hothead at times. <laughs> Just because he's ginger, Archie. Off the show. <laughs> right, we're going to move on to our number eight. So. I think we all agree Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad will be playing. I Ooh, I disagree as well. I, disagree you, as well. I wouldn't the only test I'd have them both playing in is, is the pink ball stuff. I'd okay. Say. Yeah. We'll hold that then. Number eight then, who's everyone's number eight? Ollie Robinson. Yeah. Ollie Robinson. Robinson. And here's to you, Ollie <laughs> Robinson. Um interesting. Any other disputes for that? Ollie Robinson? I guess Wokes ben? Is, no, controversial yeah. opinion. no controversial opinion. No controversial well, well, he does have some, but <laughs> uh, we'll keep away from those. I think Ollie Robinson is the number eight. Number nine, then. This is well. This is the big question. Is Leach going to play? Yeah. Is probably the question you want to ask, because that sort of changes things. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to put words in people's mouths, Toby. <laughs> I would, we, I would not we, have him that high, though. I would not no, have I know, but nine. But yeah, I mean, you've got to move sort of move around batting well, people. Well, well, I also think he possibly would bat number number no, nine, maybe. No, no, no. It's either him or Wood, I would say, for me at number nine. Okay. And the other bats ten. Will ask, will we have a spinner? Will England have a spinner? Yeah, Harris, think, do you think England will have a spinner in the first game? I think you have to have one, don't you? Yeah. Just in case. Like, if, if the surface deteriorates on the fourth or fifth day, whether that happens or not, usually it's not too bad there. But I think you just need to have someone in there. Um, that's mm. probably why. I agree. I think also if the surface doesn't uh, deteriorate, it's damage limitation because the Aussies will always play uh, Nathan Lyon. Um, and Ugh. if it does turn out that it does spin on day four and we're stuck with Joe Root as our only spinner, yeah. As, yeah. even though he does like we did in India, fiver, <laughs> exactly, because um, Don Pest is just chucking up full, <laughs> full tosses. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to play a spinner just out of damage limitation mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't spin I think um, it saves face as well doesn't it I think that's definitely one of the massive advantages Australia have over England that they have that one dominant spinner who can really turn the game on its head yeah and we'll go on to our number 10 did we say yeah so so if Would, I guess yeah I like Mahmood Mahmood would be a great he's shout technically not on the squad either he's oh, Lions as well Lions same as we folks we can change that. oh um, they definitely will I, I assume that with Mahmood they sort of brought him over in Lions and rather than having him carrying drinks for England, they thought, well, if there is an injury, yeah. we'll get him playing for the Lions. He can play some warm-up games early on against uh, Australia A or whatever. And then if we have Wood getting injured or we want another fast bowler, we'll just call him up and he'll actually have some game time and experience in Australia before that. So I assume Wood as the quick bowler. but yeah. I, I do agree with you there, but I don't think Ollie Stone should be shoved under the carpet He's either. injured. Yeah, 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 yeah which is the, to him an archer of the, otherwise in theory you could have archer stone wood as an attack yeah. all 90 mile hour bowlers so it yeah. would have been yeah, interesting I was going to say I didn't see stone on any of the team sheets for no. the Lions or the England it's disappointing because I would have I would have had him and wood rotating every game I would have actually played archer the whole almost uh, yeah. I think you can play archer he's too fragile not at the moment yeah well, well, he he's not playing at the moment well, but yeah, there was talk yeah. of him coming back for the fifth but I don't know whether that's, that's actually going to the game the series is going to be gone by then oh, England yeah. would be 4-0 up so it's <laughs> fine um, it yeah, would be yeah, great to have a 90 mile an hour bowler in that oh, team though yeah. it would be if it does hit off the surface hard then Bounce. Oh, which it does oh, yeah. that's why you got to play wood because maybe injure Steve Smith again but then they might get another minus hopefully in the arm this time hopefully in the arm because that was scary to be fair um, then I assume 11 we're going to have either Broad or Anderson you've yeah. got to have one of the yeah. Yeah. bowling captains It's the, I'd say it's, the, it's probably going to be the hardest one that because 
the first test Gabba, you think oh, Jimmy surely can play, but Broad's averages is well, it's not so significantly, but is better at the Gabba mm. than Jimmy's, and arguably more suited as a taller, um, yeah. taller bowler than than Jimmy. Well, Jimmy Anderson but, does have sixty four wickets in Australia. We'll run through the team one more time. The sticky wicket England team is Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root, Stokes, Pope, Butler, Robinson, Jack Leach, Mark Wood and Broad slash Anderson. Now we're going to run through the Australian team. Less quandaries here. We're going to try and make this nice and short so we have time for a double header of Yoran Ashes. So Aussie openers, who have we got everyone? This this is the probably the one of the few controversial points. Obviously Warner guaranteed to open but his partner Marcus Harris looks likely but there's obviously a few different options who would everyone have yes I think Marcus Harris would be uh, probably at the moment because you'd nail on Will Pukowski if he wasn't injured because he's been he was in great form at the start of the year but obviously he's injured so um, so Marcus Harris is probably yeah the one who else would be in the frame Kawaja could be so for Queensland he actually does open Mm. um, and we've seen him for Australia before kind of around the three and five spot Mm. and I don't think he really suits that too well um, so they could open with him again a bit of experience back in the squad but I feel like he is a little bit of a lazy character um, but he might have something to prove yeah Um, he has opened for Australia but in Pakistan like, UAE Pakistan yeah, and like abroad yeah. basically he only really opens to sort of counter spin early on really they like to use him yeah he could be someone to come in though if Harris is not really performing he's mm. had an okay Sheffield Shield Marcus Harris yeah. I think he scored 200s mm. um, which, which is alright you know I guess it does merit a, a test performance particularly in a slightly depleted um, Aussie opening spot yes you're right because um, he's, he's sort of out of the frame now in the middle order or in a three or four or five because of uh, Labuschagne's um, <clears throat> massive form and we're saying that Labuschagne's probably at three yep. with Smith at four so there we are so that takes away Kawaja's uh, opportunity there I, so you, the so question uh, maybe five is there's been talk about but maybe yeah him or Travis Head yeah I don't really know Travis Head's recent performances in the Sheffield Shield um, um, but he, I, he, he, he looked good um, in in January against yeah. India yeah, uh, I think he's a bit like a Matthew Wade. He's not. A, he's not really a pushover. I think he will give a bit of uh, a bit of fight. Bit yeah, of fight. Mm. I think he's probably a bit more expansive than Wade. But yeah, I'd say similar Aussie stubbornness. Yes, to, no, uh, exactly. The Aussie stubborn. I will not hear this. <laughs> so what? Okay, let's just have the top five then for Australia's batting. Okay, so we've got Warner, um, and then we're going to say. Harris. Harris. I think that I think you guys have come to an agreement there. All right, we'll say Harris, and then obviously Lavashane, Smith, and then Trevor's head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so, so there's there's the top five. <laughs> but the number six is a definitely an interesting spot. You've got the two all rounders um, yeah. for Australia in Mitch Marsh and Cameron Green. Oh, yes. And course. they both actually they play for the same uh, Sheffield Shield team as well, which adds another level what an of awkward dressing room that's going to be. Um, I think Cameron Green is definitely he's got. A bright future for Australia. Yeah. There's many runs and many wickets that are going to be under his belt in a few years' time. Um, but do you play Mitch Marsh out of form? He's been in the in the T20 World Cup. You're right. He was in exquisite form, batting three or whatever um, in, in in the World Cup, and it took a couple of wickets as well. He did, and and um, I noticed it again white ball, but he played very well for the Scorchers in the Big Bash, and he's got a little bit more of a of a maturity to him I think than Cameron Green not that he is immature but he, he's, he's, he's new he's coming. He's not on the show so he can't be this immature you know what I mean <laughs> he's exactly. only, I mean he's only 22 and he's not actually taken a test or ODI wicket he's only played four tests one ODI but you kind of expect as as what in theory the all rounder the Ben Stokes equivalent to have taken some sort of wickets he's bowled enough 264 balls Wikipedia says in test cricket so Stato Toby once again (laughs) thank you for Wikipedia now obviously the wikikeeper has gone to Alex Carey that's been confirmed Harris what's your thoughts on Carey being the gloveman for Australia Um, yeah I think it's a good choice Um, I I kind of rate him a lot and he did really well from ever since I saw him from the World Cup Mm. Um, so I do think he's an accomplished batter Um, he's a good character as well he can get stuck in if he needs to um, and I think he'll gel in well with the team. I think he gets on with everyone. There's no issues there. Um, so I think it's a good choice, actually, from Australia. Mm. And now bowlers for Australia. 
Gary's playing it's fair to say I think we can all agree yeah, uh, batting at 8 yeah. <laughs> no oh. way is he up there I hope he is I just, I'd love Joffre <laughs> just to bowl really fast at Nathan Lyon do you remember that comment oh, I want to end careers I just can't <laughs> stand Nathan Lyon yeah. um, Pat Cummins will be playing <coughs> who are the two other bowlers Hazelwood I assume probably yeah. and who's going to be the final one who's going to be the one that's going to rip England apart this summer or they winter? will play start but I mm. think they should play Jai Richardson instead they might rotate. They rotated very well when they came over here. Yeah, um, Stark only played play one, to, to Old, Trafford. Old Trafford fourth test. He played yeah. one match, and that was it. And they played uh, Pattinson and Siddle, but neither are playing for Australia anymore. I think yeah. both retired. Yes. yes. So yeah. yeah, I guess Richardson is probably the the most likely replacement. One or the other, really. Yeah. Is it okay if I just take it back to the wicketkeeper spot? Actually? Oh, okay. of course. Yeah, of I course. Speak about Josh Inglis for a second. Yes. I hope he's listening in. Yeah. I can tell him that he's playing for the wrong country. Yeah. He is. He is. He's a Leeds man, isn't he? He is. And he's play. And his name's Inglis. Inglis. Yeah. Close Inglis. enough. Isn't Inglis. It? Inglis. It's I'm name as it I'm, comes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed in him. And he, he lived here till he was 14 as well. It's not oh. like he. Uh, he's, he's got. A, he has an English accent. Yeah. The whole thing. I remember watching Big Bash, a Big Bash game with my brother, and he said, "Who's keeping for?" Uh, for them, it sounds like he's he's English, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I know it's they've not their uh, their overseas players are so here this guy, this guy, and this guy is like can't be an English guy, and we looked it up, and Josh English, yeah, has lived over here, sounds yeah. pretty much completely yeah. English, I think. Yeah, so it's probably for his uh, his own sake actually that he's not playing, <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe that's why they banned the yeah. English fans of Canova because he uh, he might not have made it yeah, out. We can get the army, army. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. This, this is URN. Hello and welcome back to a Sticky Wicket special. It's very Ashes, everyone's very excited, but it's not the only Ashes that's going on. The more person, isn't it? URN Ashes, I think 9 all. The, the drama's high. Now Josh, and for other listeners who haven't maybe listened to us before, the URN Ashes is a series of quizzes between myself and Toby that we started when England were... Where were we? It must have been January. South. Africa. South Africa, yeah, South Africa. Yeah. I didn't swear, Mum, just before you get home. Yeah. She always gets annoyed when I say Chris with a T at the end. Very Catholic is my mum. <laughs> but um, it's a tense one, 9-9. Nine, nine, yes. And we've got two quizzes where we're going to merge into one for some a massive super quiz, a super over, if you will, at the end. Archie, what's the quiz you've come up with? And then Ben, what's the quiz you've come up with? So, yeah, so mine is a general um, Ashes trivia quiz. Oh, okay. um, and then what have you got, Ben? I've got a little who am I Lovely. I have included uh, a small little tiebreaker question in case Ooh. there is a tie <laughs> so we've got lots of different yeah. options so there is a guaranteed winner oh, yeah. no mate this no, is no, it this is the one yeah. and can we review the punishments um, for those who haven't listened as well I will be writing a letter of appreciation shall we say to Alex Hartley and Toby will be writing a love letter to Tammy Beaumont Tammy Beaumont yes. with flowers um, just because it's <laughs> Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's a lovely thing yeah. to do. And the, the letter will be put up on air and you can all read it. So it'll be nice. Yeah. It is it, indeed cuffing season. It is indeed. <laughs> and to- well, Toby's in a long term relationship now with Holly, who does Rainbow Radio. What, what time's that? Six till seven on a Saturday. Six till seven on a Saturday. So I might be making an appearance this week as well. I'm not sure. Oh, fantastic. So so a bit of plugging. Speaking yeah. of plugging. Uh, indie versus uh, Spotify rap playlist we're going to move on that is next Jack has refused to come into the studio this time after a problem with touchdown he screamed into the mic after he got the Chiefs as his new team Archie let's go What's okay the quiz? so we're uh, I'm mine was uh, originally six balls but we've uh, only got time for three because we're going uh, we to switch between, switch yeah. between the yeah. two so um, so uh, I'll, I'll just get straight into it. Are we um, buzzing like buzzer, or how are we going to do this? Yeah, well, yeah. How's the format? What's yes, the format? It, yeah, we could do buzzer, and then buzzer. I'll stop, and then you can answer answer the question. Can we shout buzz as loud as we can when we no, get it? Or? Not on air. We can't screw. I think. We, uh, don't swear. <laughs> I think. Don't swear. I said buzz. It's me buzz. buzz. I'm going to say we name um, an obscure Ashes cricketer each time. Or, or do you put your hand up and Josh will shout? Oh, hello. Oh. Yes, adjudicator. Sorry. adjudicator. I think that works. Hands up in yeah. there. All right. Okay. So uh, the first ball, a uh, bit of a tricky one outside off, uh, although very, uh, very reachable. Uh, which Ashes series is also referred to as Botham's Ashes? Uh, 1981. 1981 is correct. That is the first point. Toby. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Um, are we going to move on to who am I, or shall I? I think. Yeah. I think we do rotation. Yeah. yeah. Go on then, Ben. So I'll say three little clues. I'll pause after each clue, and that's when you can uh, do a little buzzing in. So first one up, 
I was born on the 6th of January 1990 in Leicestershire, so I'm 31 years old. I accumulated seven test caps for England. I made my debut in 2012 against South Africa, and I had my last test Bang. in 2016. James yeah. Taylor? Yes. Oh, oh yes. wow. Yeah, that is. Sorry. Not, Sorry. Knots boy, isn't he? Yeah, Knots boy. Or plays four knots. Yeah, not. plays four knots. He's, I think he's a Forest fan, so he's good by me. <laughs> Let's right, go back to <coughs> moving back to the balls. Uh, this is a double bouncer, so you have to give oh, two answers okay. here. Um, during the 2005 Ashes, heralded as the greatest series of the 21st century, uh, who was the top run scorer and who took the most wickets for either country uh, in the whole series? I'm going to raise my hand. Don's gone for it. I'm going to say Shane Warne as the leading wicket taker, and for the top run scorer, okay. Strauss was the only Englishman to score I think he was the only person in the series to score multiple hundreds so I'm going to go Strauss uh, Toby do you want to give an answer as well and then we can yeah so I agree with Shane Warne yes um, runs wise I'm thinking KP so uh, I can reveal that Warne is correct with the wickets I think he got 40 wickets in that series oh my god yeah. um, quite a good player yeah. absolutely unbelievable and the runs was Kevin Peterson yes Right. He's wow. got one there. I've also got one. Well, Gene, no, I've got one as well. I was always going to go with no, one. Me there. No, <laughs> Gene, have a word. Have a word. I think we can call that a bit of a level-headed draw. Thanks. Oh. If you didn't get it right, I, if you didn't get it right, then I would have taken the point there. Surely. What do you mean? Because I said Shane Warne, and then you copied me. I know. I was always actually going to go Warne. Take Albert Einstein though to yeah. guess Shane yeah. Warne, though, doesn't? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh yes, thank you, Ben. Thank you. Ben. <laughs> ben, we're going to have words after this. Right. <laughs> Let's have yours. Let's have your question now, Ben. Okay. On to the next. Who am I? I'm currently 40 years old, and despite being born in South Africa, I played for the England Bang. national team. KP. Incorrect. Oh. Can I hear the rest of the Who Am I? Because gone early there, I assume. Um, well, I was just going to say he then I played um, my whole international career for England. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to the. I oh. No. I assume Jonathan Trotts. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Beauty. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll go back onto um, the uh, the balls. Uh, this one. Which one should I pick of my six? Um, let's do um, a lovely, uh, lovely little half folly to finish. Um, or in fact, not to finish. But uh, um, which was uh, what was the name of the victory dance that England performed? Spirit Club. Yeah, I think he just just pit me. And the answer was the sprinkler. Yes, that is correct. That <laughs> was at the twenty uh, twenty ten Ashes in the MCG when we retained What's it. What's the score? What's the score? Is it two all? Is it two all? I think it's two, it's two all, isn't it? Yes. Because we had the draw in the middle. Yeah. I got Archie's first, then you got Ben, then draw, then I got Ben, oh, and you got Archie. Time mm. for comfort. Is this the final one? Are we saying, or no, oh, should we go not. for the tie- my little tiebreaker then? I say we go for two or more two more questions. Then the okay, yeah. Okay. So, for the next Who Am I? I was born on the 2nd of March, 1989. I'm 32 years old, and I was born in Birmingham. I have 39 test caps to my name. Oh. Chris Wokes? Correct. Oh! That's a great one, that. I've all gone on the first hint. That was... Toby, Toby. Yeah. Head's gone. Head's I was thinking that, or, or Ali, I wanted to give it a second, but you went early, and that's, that's brave. I rate it. Thank you. Thank you. Archie, if okay. I get this, I win. Yes. Yes, you and do. Then what sort of flowers are you going to send to Tammy Beaumont? I might have a, I'll have a bit of a research and try and find out what each flower maybe signifies. <laughs> uh, maybe so see if her, if she has some flowers on Instagram. She might have mentioned her favourite. Who knows? Yeah, what about you for, uh, for well, Alex? As Alex Hartley is a Lancastrian girl. Mm. Red roses. That that's makes good. a lot of sense. Yeah, very good point. Very true. Now, let's, uh, let's finish this up so I can do the spring and uh, we can get out of here a lovely half volley to finish um, what uh, which batsman comes into the 2021-22 Ashes series oh gosh, I've gone way too early there early. I've gone way too early I've no idea um, that's his answer I'm going to go with Hasib Hamid Hasib Hamid is incorrect oh no I've no idea what the question is um, I've I'm overexcited. <laughs> I started, so I'll finish, Dom. Yeah. Um, comes into the Ashes series at the top of the ICC men's test batting rankings. Oh. I believe that's Mr. Joe yes, Root. It is. it is Mr. Joe Root. <laughs> no. And it means that Toby has I've, a, I've bottled it. Fortunately. After a year bottled. of your and Ashes, yeah. the freshers have beaten you. 
Oh, this no. is delightful. Right, the letter towards uh, Tammy Beaumont will be put on our Instagram. You can follow us at StickyWicket underscore URN. You can also follow URN underscore sport to see everything that we do. Lads, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to all of you. Harris, who has had to leave early, was also fantastic. Final predictions for Magic Moment that we might not have mentioned. Let's get it one, one, one liner, shall we say. Mm-hmm. What is going to be your memorable moment of this tournament, of this series? Uh, so I went with Malan 100 earlier I'll go again for a different one um, as well uh, I'm going for the Ollie Pope um, I think he's going to get he's going to be the top average averager for uh, for England top averager top averager, top averager. love a top averager I'm going to go with uh, a Smith first baller uh, probably hopefully by Jimmy like oh, he did lovely. to Coley in the summer oh, I was there for that it was fantastic oh it'd be lovely I think against all odds, they they've somehow snuck Jopper Archer out on the plate, <laughs> and uh, we're going to see him walk out onto that onto that pitch in Brisbane, oh, um, and it's just going to make everyone's day. Ben, finish off the magic moments. Australia all out for under a hundred in the day night test. Love Lovely it. stuff. Now, as we've been playing all through this playlist, we've had Tim Payne's naughty text, and well, it's colour me bad. I, I don't want to say the name of this. Thank you so much for listening and go well.